We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Indigenous elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any First Nations people who are listening today. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, here's the thing. There are some good things about doing this podcast fortnightly, such as I get a break, which is very nice. Some bad things, when it's time to record, can't be asked. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just can't be asked. (laughs) Here we are on a Tuesday, having a Red Bull. Cheers, girl. Cheers. I had to put nine something. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Because I'm like, I've got to fit this in. Shit, where... (laughs) What am I doing in my life? Essentially, can we be fucked? No. Are we still here for you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because we love drag. We love television that focuses on drag. We love talking shit about reality television because it's fucking putrid. And what better way to combine all of those passions than RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, 100%. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone gets that's the point of the podcast. And if you don't by now, you must be new here. And if you're new here, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Not Another Drag Race Podcast, Australia's number one RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast. I'm your host, Reese. Uh, we are based here in Melbourne, Australia. And we are talking about RuPaul's Drag Race UK season four. We are doing double ups because yes, as previously mentioned, bitch needs a break. It has been quite the year filled with nonstop drag race. I still find it hilarious that the only break from Drag Race we've had this year, uh, well, at least series that RuPaul mm. was, is hosting, was the three weeks in between season 14 and All Stars, All Winners. And that was when I was in the US for DragCon. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I have not had a break all year. <laughs> I just, I can't recall a day anymore where there hasn't been a new yeah. Drag Race episode. Yeah. It's too much. Espana was happening during that break. So it's literally been on all year. Espana is the reason why I fall back in love with Drag Race. Espana is doing a lot of heavy heavy lifting (laughs) for the Drag Race franchise. (laughs) I I will accept that opinion. You better believe I'm not editing around that. Why don't I introduce (laughs) everyone to our tongue-tied guest joining us this week. She joined us on uh, Down Under Season 2. She's a fantastic queen based... Uh, based in Melbourne now, but she hails from uh, the land. Makoto. That's the one. Tamaki Makoto, uh, better known as, well, better known to uncultured swine uh, as Auckland, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen her on the Melbourne scene performing at UBQ on Smith Street, also at uh, Loop Bar in the city. She is so fantastic. I'm so excited that she gets to talk shit with me today on episodes three and four of Drag Race UK season four. It's Bionica. Kiora. Kiora Queens. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Did I just trigger you? Did I just trigger you? No, what triggered me is that I wanted um, the producer of Down Under to teach Michelle that I was like, oh, Queen and Maldi is Queenie. Like, super easy. Oh, cool. Spelt K U I N I. Like, so easy. Oh, cool. Uh, producer, not a Maldi, obviously. Just told her and then Michelle tweeted up like Kyoto Queenie and spelled it like Queen and I was like don't don't set up her to be like that like come on well now I feel bad for Michelle yeah exactly (laughs) I was like it's funny if like we play her 
Like you don't get to set. You know what I mean? I was like, you can't set her up for sabotage like that. No, you no. can't. That's Michelle. Come on, yeah. calm down. She's not. She's she not wants, rude. I was like, she wants to help. Is she? <laughs> she's not fracking. It's fine. We can she's not fracking, and she still has like um, what's the English word? Um, empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Foreign concepts. Not familiar. Especially not recently. Oh, do you know how rough it has been lately having to find the energy to enjoy television we love? I've had to start. That's the thing. We are so oversaturated with Drag Race and that's not a bad thing because we love to celebrate drag and the fact that these incredible queer artists have the ability mm-hmm. to showcase themselves and their mm-hmm. artists on television for mm-hmm. the world to see is mm-hmm. incredible, mm-hmm. especially our Down Under Divas. Mm-hmm. But oh, it just sucks that every Friday I'm like, okay, here's the next episode of Drag Race. You know what I mean? It's the America's Next Top Model effect where like they have a successful <sighs> franchise and then they oversaturate the market with different like variations of that for different countries. Mm. And you're like, oh my God, that's amazing because it means so much to the people from that country, right? Yeah. But it's just too much to keep up with. Like, yeah. It just simply is too much. And the international seasons are doing a lot of heavy lifting for Drag Race at the moment. I think like, so. Like the most heavy lifting. I think so. I wish, that's why I wish certain international auditions had, I don't know, better production budgets and better stages. Yeah, and not what involved us directly. I mean, you know they listen. <laughs> Hello again, Theron <laughs> Smothers. <laughs> I see we meet again, my nemesis. Oh, yeah, you case. have to, like, blur out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> you know, in case people don't remember, the last time you were on the pod, we chatted uh, down under... Uh, we chatted a couple episodes of Down Under, actually, because that was when I was sick. And uh, we chatted, unfortunately, we did have to confront uh, the episode where your good friend uh, from New Zealand, uh, our dear beloved Yuri guy, was eliminated. Uh, she's doing the full, what is it yep. called? The Saint? Sign of the Cross, I'm assuming. I don't Sign know. Of whatever. Uh, I saw people doing that a lot at the Queen's Coffin um, recently. <laughs> Which is wild to me, because like that as a day she, she's not for gonna... like indigenous people, I'm not gonna lie. Oh. It was lit. Like my ah. mum and I <laughs> No, go off, seriously. I'm I'm sorry. Like if anyone was sad about that, I want you to ask yourself why. <laughs> seriously? <laughs> like why? That's yes. like that's the day my colonizer's death, my G. She was actively you... colonizing up until the seventies. It that... wasn't like a past like two hundred years thing. Like, I know, the debate around that when she died and people trying to be like, no, you know, she scaled it back and I'm like, and? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm like, oh, so. I'm like, I was so indifferent to Queenie to the point where I literally only was fascinated by the concept of her death and everything for years before she died. Yeah. Because of the significance around it and like the thing of that, the history making event of it. Yeah. So like I was so into that video that uh, I think Vanity Fair did called like, this is what happens when the queen dies mm. and all that uh, interesting shit. Um, I loved horrible histories as a kid, so that I, horrible histories. Right? Yes, bitch. Yes, oh my bitch. God. Girl, the the whole thing about when the queen died, I literally sat there like as soon as I heard the news to the day of the funeral, mm. I was like watching like just stone faced, like like I was my my mouth didn't move, my frow lines mm. didn't frow. I just like <laughs> I'm sad in the fact that like oh that's a person that's passed away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, and it is sad. I was like, it's a human being that's died and she's a grandmother and she's a mother and like what she means Ma- yeah, to matriarch. her immediate family. Sure. That's upsetting. <laughs> Do I think it's a little bit fucked up that the entire world gets thrown into this like weird like celebration of colonialism and the legacy and like everything that I'm like, why, why is this death significant? 
So you can just conjure up a fucking random public holiday in the middle of September, but you can't just change the date of the date you invaded this Girl! country and colonized <laughs> actively, you know, participating in the genocide of indigenous Is someone spinning facts on the pod? Um, I believe but so. But what do I know? I just have to deal with, like, fucking right-wing Nazis at the moment giving my mother death threats for, like, fighting for indigenous rights and respect mm-hmm. and, like, the rights of queer people. But, yeah, sure, it's so sad that your lizard queen woman died. <laughs> It's literally like that though. And like, the, isn't the king a pedophile? Like, I don't know if that's okay to say, but I was like, his brother's no, legally well, I mean, like he an Epstein person. So allegedly, what I mean? but no, yeah, it's um Andrew. That's the one. Andrew. Andrew definitely is. And then one of the moment, I don't even know what his name is. King whatever the fuck. King Charles. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time I've actually called him King Charles before. I'm like, whatever. I don't want, like, what is the, is it now God save the king? Yeah. I don't, who no, cares girl, about this soon, man? As soon as the queen died, they changed the lyrics to God save the king. It's wild. It's wild. It's so stupid. <laughs> the editing for Drag Race finales is quick apart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to spill more tea? <laughs> <laughs> People listening might not uh, remember if you didn't listen to that episode, you should because we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Miss Bionica spilt some tea because Miss Bionica uh, worked on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season one. Uh, here's the thing. Miss, earlier we were having dinner and she's fully like, oh, I knew Spanky was going to win the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, mm, well, they would have filmed multiple endings, right? And she gives this weird ass look on her face. And I'm like, what are you not no. telling me? <laughs> They do. They genuinely do film multiple endings. Well, what made you so fucking <laughs> sure? Because I just knew. Like, as the episodes are coming out, yes, I knew what was going on. And then also, like, optically, you step back and you think, hmm. So, Spanky is, like, a lovable, inoffensive drag talent. She represents, like, you know, this, like, value of the show and, like, is, mm. like, this kind of packageable character. These two queens... Regardless of how much work they've done to themselves, have scandals attached to them. Mm. That they, they can't, after season one, crown anyone that's any kind of like divisive opinion can be said about them whatsoever. You know, I can and see also, that. And also, I knew, so I was like, I know Spanky. She is really, really charming. Like, she mm. deserved to win House of Drag season two. She's an incredible talent. And I think it's important for her to win because what she represents winning mm-hmm. is more authentic to what drag is, especially drag over here. Yes. And her personality does like, it makes sense for her to win. Girl, correct. But also like, you, <laughs> once you see through how like it works. 100%. Once you see through the matrix, you're just like, oh yes. Yes. Of course. And right. I also did tell like everyone that I worked with that she was going to win and they put place bets on sports bets. So I'm glad that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, did you just... <laughs> I don't know if that's kosher. Is that? <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get in trouble by sports bet for knowing um, secrets or whatever. No, they but. they cap it at twenty five dollars oh. a bet because oh. it's pre recorded. Do you know what I mean? Like oh right. Like, and like okay. I did it a hundred. No one told me and be like they're definitely going to win. I just made my like deductive reasoning yeah. guesses. And you're you're totally right. Like um, Spanky, what she represents is 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 mm. so more a representation of down under drag. Also, someone who. Uh, actually, the night... Wow, world's colliding. Story's colliding here. It's like it's meant to be, this conversation. Mm. Um, the night that Miss Queen died was the night I met Spanky Jackson over at Yaya's. Oh, my God. Did you... Oh, my God. How was that performance? Wild. 
I fucking love that cunt. Take me through she, everything um, that happened. Oh she, my God. she performed downstairs and upstairs. Uh, if you want to see the downstairs performance, um, I have it on the Not Another Drag Race pod Instagram, which, by the way, everyone should go and follow mm-hmm. at Not Another Drag Race pod on Instagram. It's where we have fun and talk about the pod and drag race. And um, uh, upstairs, she did her own version of Body by Megan Thee Stallion. And it was pretty fucking good. Are you joking? Yeah. Oh, my God. I always think that I cannot love Spanky more. And then she does shit like that. And I'm like, yes. Spanky is just like the deranged drag energy that I need back just in the world. And, yeah, meeting her was incredible. And um, uh, I, of course, had to mention the pod. And, and of course, our Kiwi queens uh, that we love. And uh, it's just, yeah, she's just a light. And I'm... I, I'm so proud that we have her as our, our queen mm. of Down Under. But Bionica, we need to talk about who, girl, we're three and four episodes in on season four of Drag Race UK. I've said this a lot. I love UK probably the best. Mm. I think it's produced some real, season two remains one of the best seasons of Drag Race ever. Agree. Ever. Um, I feel like season two UK, season one España, season one Holland, and then certain seasons of US. Certain. <laughs> Certain. Like, like All Stars true, of course. Of course. Iconic. Where do you stand on season 10? I think that's very iconic. <laughs> I think when you put it like up against all the others around Rewatching it. it back, I'm like, yes, definitely an iconic season. But mm. if I was like, oh, no one's ever watched Drag Race before, what season I'm going to get them to start with? Four, five, six. Yes. <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, the trilogy, then All Stars true. Yeah. And then back for like seven. Because I think seeing Katia All Stars 2 and then going back is more impactful than seeing it Probably. chronologically. Yeah. We do have better things to talk about, like UK Season 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, girl, um, so far, what have been your thoughts? Like, this crop of UK queens, has okay. there been, like, one that stands out to you? Yeah, because when you, like, asked me to do this, I had not watched. I'm, I've not been up to date with UK. I'm sorry for before. forcing you to do that. No, and then I was like, you know what, I will do this. And I wrote down my hot takes as I was watching it. Can I say that I was stoned? Yes. I just did. I was very, very high as I usually am. And so I was like, okay, Dakota, very good. Excellent conversational skills. Oh, wow. That's very important. <laughs> a drag superstar. But I was like, she gives me cunt. Okay. She seems very polished. Dakota Schiffer. Very well done. Yes. Um, love her drag. But also, I can't tell if I love her. Like, she is incredibly polished, incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. I just want to see her. I want to see more of her. Sometimes and I just don't well. think that, like, UK... Like, I don't think Drag Race is conducive to the kind of drag that she does. To show off everything Okay, you know. that's a good point. Like, I was like I, would like, I would like to see her have her own show. Gotcha. And I want to go to one of her gigs and, like, see how she would craft anything. Perfect. Anything she would discuss. All right, wicked. Or I just want to see her be, like, an SBS correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote, I love Black Pepper. I really love Black Pepper. And then I wrote Baby, Baby, Baby in capitals. Ah, point. love. Um, Black Pepper, are you for real? Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I wrote, this is why white people should season their food so they can get rhythm. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which Go I on. like objectively wrong. Go on. <laughs> Um, these are definitely the stone ramblings of someone just what yeah. Yeah, they sound like it. Um, Sminty Eight, a big fat pussy Mufasa overlook. Which one? 
most recent, like the- Oh, the moth. The moth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moth. I was yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. is pure cunt. Yeah. Nyasin Pass is coming, everyone. Mm-hmm. Pixie, yes, but do I care? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's on period. Yeah. And I was like, Pixie's funny, but the way she speaks sounds so like colonizer vibes. Like everything she says sounds sarcastic. What am but I she like? She sounds like the gay devil James, who was a series producer on Drag Race Down Under. James, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I was like, that's all I'm getting really. There's no one that I'm like, oh my God. Like when I saw Bimini, I was like, who the fuck is this bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what about uh, Miss Cheddar Gorgeous? What do we think? Because she came in with quite a, like a, what do you call it? When you have like, a people know you already. Reputation, Reputation. precedes them. Yes. God. Cheddar Gorgeous just gives me um, Benedict Cumberbatch vibes. That is such a weird. Like, like. Hang on, I'll prove my point. I, I, know, I know what she looks like. No, but just like- Firing the, up the Google, all right. The voice and the look though. I do get what you mean. Thing is though, I would fuck Jetta Gorgeous. Yeah, and I would also <laughs> fuck Benedict Cumberbatch. But tell me, <laughs> this in a blonde wig is not the same person. It's not. I see where you're going, but <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I see where you're going. But it's like Cheddar and I think Sminty had the biggest like reputations to precede them because they have a following. <sighs> That's always the thing though. That doesn't mean a whole lot when you get to Drag Race though, no. does it? No, as we're learning, as we're learning. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get Cheddar a shock elimination at some point. No. I mean, I, I don't put it past them at all. As soon as there's anyone that's relatively good at drag outside of a Drag Race context, mm-hmm. for them to just be like, or is is this is this an attempt by the sh- by World of Wonder to uh, <laughs> make reparations for the <laughs> mistakes of crowning queens that were literally just marketable, and instead they're going to start crowning queens who are great representations of drag as an art form, like Spanky Jackson and Cheddar mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. 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 One can only hope. Literally, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> That is all we've got. I regularly forget that Blue Hydrator has won a season. Right? Isn't that awful? And then I have to be reminded. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, I just. It's bizarre, isn't it? It is. This is when you know we're getting oversaturated with Drag Race because winning used to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, you put, like, back, back in the day, <laughs> season one to four, you used to win to like be on a part of the absolute tour, right? And like right. actually perform and like do a tour around right. like the winner. And like, of course it was a lot smaller at that time, but at least you knew one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, I as much as we love um, bitching and moaning about queens on a TV show, <laughs> that we don't want to disrespect as a drag artist because we do love drag artists, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that. Uh, we are just reacting to a TV show. But the TV show is also very shady. And that's what we love. That's what we love to watch. Mm-hmm. That's what we love to absorb. And in episode three, we did get the NAFTAs. <laughs> when they brought out that statue of that was m- mocked up from that horrific, amazing RuPaul Christmas decoration from last year, who was the genius on staff who thought of that? Who was the genius? I demand to know. Like the one gay I'm they sending hired. Sending them flowers. The one gay they <laughs> the hired because they gay. legally had to. <laughs> genius. Genius. It doesn't get better than that. 
no, I was seriously like, good on you. And Rue, it took forever for Rue to get on board, like with the joke. Like Rue was so offended by that decoration. And then Trixie Mattel <laughs> buys 16 of them for a tree. I was like, you, oh, this is, this is, this is. I just live for the Trixie versus RuPaul saga that will never end. Like Trixie's quest to seek the validation of RuPaul. <laughs> The never-ending story. It's so weird. Did you see that interview where RuPaul was on Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. And she's like, Trixie Mattel is so rich. <laughs> and Trixie had to be like, I love how people think that I'm like some fucking millionaire. <laughs> and I'm like, well, bitch, you just bought a motel. Literally. And got a TV show out of it, which made you more money. Yeah. Like, she's actively friends with Iggy Azalea. Yes. That's well, a rich person decision. I think Trixie has more money than Iggy. I'm just going to say. <laughs> but also her boyfriend David is also very um what are the kids calling it nowadays? A Nepo baby. What the fuck's a Nepo like a rich kid? Yeah. A Nepo baby. And just you're for successful, intergenerational wealth. And you're successful in entertainment because your parents are successful in entertainment. Mm. Nepotism. That's not nepotism, by the way. Like some kids actually do work hard to have careers. It just happens to be in the same industry as their parents. But kids these days, you know how. But it's like everyone in Hollywood, a nepotism baby. I see that because it is like mediocre talent getting. Yeah, like look, it, it happens, and some of them are there incredible. There are so many incredible actors and actresses that are nepotism babies, technically. Yeah, there are, but like I don't really care to be honest with you. If you have famous well, parents, technically, Liza like, Minnelli would be a nepotism baby. And look Liza Minnelli is absolutely a nepo baby by you, you kids' definition. I know all you kids listen. Um, <laughs> so everyone can just, you know, cark it right there. Um, but that's the thing. I I don't really care about because uh, – The talent will speak for itself. Well, David's thing is that he's a movie director. Like mm. he, he, loved, he did Trixie's doco mm. and also got involved with the production of the motel show. Mm. So that's what he wants to do. But the thing is when you come from money mm. and you have the ability to spend four years at college studying that – Mm. without having to work mm-hmm. so that you can mm-hmm. get involved in directing and producing, that to me is full Nepo baby. Like oh, 100%. You're getting a ride through to this stage of your life because your parents are well off. So, Trixie, you did well. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you, you know, also keep your money. Keep your money. She, she bought a house recently. Trixie's moving into like an actual big old house. But I mean, she has like multiple – like she has, as we say in the industry, diversified her income. Fully. Completely. Like, yeah. And that is just, it leads to wealth curation because she has multiple different kinds of investments like, that are really stable, dependent. Exactly. And yeah. she's got multiple careers going and businesses going to the point where I'm like, if RuPaul is like Also, she's got like the corner on the lesbian drag fan market and that's a solid <laughs> base of fan. 100%. I was like, Liz, both her and Katya. Yes. The fact their business together is mm-hmm. unbeatable. Like, girl, mm-hmm. if RuPaul goes on TV and says you're rich, don't act, try to play it down. <laughs> I'm Literally. Just enjoy it. Like, it's not that big a like, deal. Yes, I am. And the RuPaul still won't text me back. Like, that's okay. <laughs> that is pretty much it, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, NAFTAs, though. <laughs> this is just fun. every time we do this, it's never know, about the episode. It's never about the episode. Guys, episode three was literally a design challenge. The whole episode is just them just designing clothes. Yeah. Whatever. But let's talk about NAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Best in show. Beast in show, sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um which meant she's best actress, went to Black Pepper. Mm-hmm. Would you say Beast in the Show for Black Pepper? <sighs> best, act- best actress? I mean, is she the most reactive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <But it's like laughs> and she's also doing the best. Yeah, she's just doing the best. Yeah. Like, 
What about uh, Copper Top winning best background actress in a non-speaking role? <laughs> I mean, yes, because I forgot what that was. Ah! So that <laughs> I felt so bad. Um, <laughs> Danny Beard was a sh- uh, got a uh, best scene stealing attention grabbing camera hog. Yeah, because Danny Beard in every way reminds me of every single Geordie Shaw girl at once. Period. Just sounding like the Vivian, and I was like, yes. I just this is the kind yes. of British trashy bitch that I want to see. Yes, this is what I want to see, and. The audacity to walk into this competition with the name Danny Beard, calling yourself a bearded queen with a beard lighter than the one I have on my face right now (laughs) because I haven't shaved in five days. The audacity. Good for you. Do you remember that um, gay choreographer that used to run Pineapple Express in the UK that has like a bit of a lisp, Louis something? He was over like a reality TV show back in the day. Oh, no. Oh, my God. After this. But that's who... She reminds me of Ooh. so much. Okay, interesting. Um, Baby was named Best Actress Resting on Pretty. I see that. Ah, kind of. But she's so good, though. I don't care. So and Sminty Drop got Best Hot Mess. Uh, I would switch Baby and Sminty. I think Sminty absolutely deserved uh, Best Actress Resting on Pretty. Mm-hmm. Because I said this at the first episode, <laughs> go back and listen to that with Betty Rose, everyone. Um, she, she's, I've seen her before. Mm. I've seen her a lot. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if Sminty wasn't on this season with the likes of Cheddar Gorgeous mm. and Black Pepper and even Baby and um, mm. like I just and Dakota Schiffer, I think she would really. She's very a great drag mm-hmm. queen. Mm-hmm. Great drag queen. There is more to be to drag than looks, mm-hmm. but she's got that down. With more years behind her and more experience behind her, more shows behind her, mm. I just yeah. And it is, I think, as well, just an age thing that it's like after oh, a yeah. certain point, you just you just start learning and realizing shit. Kylie Jenner's got the trademark for realizing shit, I guess. <laughs> um, but like, you just develop more, and then like, you have an understanding of like who you are and who you are through your drag. That you will take risks and like do things that like will just be funny mm-hmm. or might be grotesque or not like in your ideal image. That like it is just more fun because you're more secure in who you are. That like I'd rather see that than yeah. I don't want to see mean fashion girls. Not that Sminty is, but I just you know, like I just start like at the. Young, yeah, a perfectly curated twink well, drag queen that has a flawless looks and an immaculate well, fashion history. That's exactly isn't as it. captivating to me as someone like Spanky. That oh, com- completely. Like, but that's why I need to ask the question before we move on to the challenge. Yeah. Did Sminty really think she would win season four after Crystal Versace won season three? They are practically the same queen. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. I actually think if you held up two photos and were like, by <laughs> card, who's who? I don't. I can't guarantee that I would be able. All white people look the same. <laughs> they really look, but honestly, though, all white drag queens look the same to me. Ah, <laughs> they ah. fall into three categories. <laughs> I can't. So we did have a design challenge this episode, and it was something we've done, we've seen before, but also like in different ways. Queens got assigned a color, or they got to choose a color. Uh, after they got paired up and they had to make uh, looks that were very similar, like drag family kind of stuff, mm-hmm. with 
all the fabric they got in their little box. Mm-hmm. Now, the colours were interesting. <laughs> we had... <laughs> the colour choice it I was, don't think was chosen by someone under the LGBTQ umbrella. No. <laughs> but they also were like, we've got to throw this in here because that's going to fuck people up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the colours were blue, black, gold, purple and green. Out of those, Bionica, which one would, if you had first dibs, what would you go for? Gold, because I'm Tongan. I can make gold work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And gold's the most draggy. Oh, for and sure. And it's easy to be like, oh, fucked up silhouette that looks like decent, okay, like decently enough mm. on the body done. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I personally would, I don't know, I, I feel like black would be, there have been some killer black mm-hmm. looks on the show before. I know it can mm-hmm. be done, but because you don't know what fabrics are in there, Black is the easiest to work with, definitely. It definitely is. So mm. I'd be like a safe bet I'd, and I would never go. I love green. It's my favourite colour. Mm. Would not go for it though. <laughs> I would not go green. I would not go green. Purple would have somewhat of an argument, but again, depends, <laughs> depends on the shade of the purple. Well, let's get straight to the runway, guys, because I need to know Bionica's thoughts and it is time <laughs> for a classic game of Nyas and Pass. If you don't know what that is, if we love a look, we give it a Nyas. And if we don't like a look, we give it a Pass. Uh, God bless you, Lola Blades, for creating that rating system for us on the very first episode of this podcast. Now, Sminty Drop was partners with LaFille, and they had blue, and the blue looks were, you know what, similar enough, Mm -hmm. but God, I hated Sminty's. I'm sorry, LaFille killed it. The fact that her top was literally like like a crop sleeve cape all in one. Live. That's strange. So good. These outfits are giving me low-key meshki vibes, like a fast fashion mm. drag. Do you know what I mean? Well, definitely Sminty's for sure. Mm. Um, also, shout out to uh, Laomi Anderson for being one of the most stunning women oh my God, incredible. on the fucking planet. LaFille's head-to-toe look, yes. Yeah, Sminty's is also on yes because I was like, it just does objectively look good, but it's just like she could do better. <sighs> do you know what it is? It just Sminty's does feel like, unfortunately, and we'll get to some more <laughs> coming up, it just feels like she just wrapped some fabric around her. Yeah, it gives me very, like, Kendall Jenner energy, and not in a good way. Kendall Jenner or gender? Jenner. <laughs> not gender. Not Jenner. Jenner okay. G- as in, like, Jenner of the lazy looks, because I'm still <laughs> I Honestly, I don't pay enough attention to Kendall Jenner's uh, modeling career. So I, I can't. You know what? I don't, but it comes up on the timeline. And I'm like, I hate that I know so much about someone I just do not <laughs> care about. Um, oh. Yeah, look, uh, LaFille absolutely gets a yas, absolutely. Yeah. But LaFille, I'm actually going to give a pass. I don't love uh, uh, I, I, the no body and no wig. Something about it. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm being a Michelle here. But uh, her face and the beat and the hair and everything from the hair? top up, a hundred percent. No, because it makes sense. I was like, it, the, the way she's painted. What, the baby strand in the front. <laughs> I love a good baby hair moment and like oh. a good like tight scarf situation. I just wish that there was more around the midriff. Yeah, that's the same with me. Um, now, Black Pepper and Jumba's Blonde. Uh, what do you make of Jumba's Blonde, by the way? <laughs> I just find it uncomfortable saying the word Jumba's. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean? Uh, it doesn't like it's like rhombus with the J. This was the episode Jombus, RuPaul Rhombus. decided her name was JB or J Blonde because she just can't fucking because Jean- yeah, it just like is it meant to be like Jean-Bonnet Ramsey? I don't think so. And if it is, terrible. It's, okay, it shouldn't be, but like that's where my mind goes to. Oh god. I 
I really apologize to you, Jean-Bess. I'm sure you're a lovely person. If you listen to this podcast, can you please explain to us what your name oh, is? Oh, girl, I don't think we're the first ones to point out the fucking name is bad. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of bad, um, these looks. Uh, <laughs> now, Jumbers really did go for, I'm, I'm going to wrap this fabric around my my waist. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that bra situation, uh, I think it was, considering the design that they both went for with that weave pattern, like mm. the apple pie situation, mm-hmm. she did a very good job with it, and Black Pepper did not, as we all know. No, and like the what Black Pepper was going for, a hundred percent support. It's just the execution of the proportions. Both <laughs> extremely that I take issue with. Usually, we can say, but it's the idea. The, no, it's like it's the idea. It's like the weaving and like the yeah. old. Like I see where it's going. It's just that it, it like the proportion wise, it's an office worker dress. What was that? That was the read Charlie Hyde. Like I could, I could wear that dress to like the redacted bank that I work for, <laughs> <laughs> and just blend in. I'm sure you could. Um, so yeah, that was the that was the read Charlie Hyde had for Aja of the season nine reunion um, <laughs> about her looks. The uh, Joan of Arc of drag, great ideas, badly executed. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> true. And I think that's the best thing that Charlie Hyde said that entire season. It's the best thing she's probably ever done, to be honest. With you. <laughs> um, it's a. I'm gonna give look Jumbers. I'm actually gonna give it a yas just because, even though mm. I think the bottom half was lazy, at least she accomplished. She sold it. She sold it. She and we'll get to the result in a minute, everyone. Mm. But oh, sorry, Black Pepper. It's an absolute no. Pass. No. Uh, pass. It's a pass. Out it the is arse. a pass. Now, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm just glad that she did back because I wanted to see her lip sync. <sighs> Because I knew she would – I was like right. – I was like, anyone you put in that bottom two is bullying. <laughs> like, the subjective bullying. She's going to assassinate. Yes. And chronologically, we'll get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Danny Beard and Pixie Polite. Now, when they turned the corner in these blue looks, mm. I said to myself, come on, simple. <laughs> Not the drag queen simple. Not the drag queen simple from Melbourne. Love you, love you, simple. This – as if they put on some black tights and just wrapped, just. I think it body just gave me like chavy girl energy. And I was like, I see what you're going for. And I think it's smart to do. For you're doing challenge? a design challenge to do a character and to do like an I Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, do you do like a chav girl with her chains and like all of this cohesive. It, it yes. is literally just. <sighs> but it is just like. It is a design challenge. I get that this is absolutely safe. This is the safest safe look that ever. Yeah, saved. doing a character for a design challenge is the safest, safest, safest. My hedging your bets. But even just like making sure it fit and there and, and it mm. just was made and well enough to just sit on your body and not fall apart. Mm. I guess. I mean, if you aren't desperate for a win, <laughs> then okay, sure. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I just, I found it so boring. It's just literally just, they just cut up some fabric. And so I can't mm. do that myself, but I'm not competing on the Olympics of drag, am I? Um, and yeah, sorry. It just, it seemed like, oh my God, it's very glassens, don't you think? Oh my God, it is very glassens. Very I do glassens. like they did, they tried to do something with the shoulders. <laughs> they tried Pro- to do something. Proportion wise. like, I know, I note the shoulder pad. I don't know. I'm just not it's into it. It's giving too many different things at once. I don't know, but not enough. Yeah, it's a pass for me for both of them. Sorry. It really is. Mm. And 
You know what? If you if you ask me next week about these looks, I would not be able to recall what the fuck you're talking about. So I guess that's a pass. Girl, I can recall these. Oh yeah, Dakota Schiffer <laughs> yes. and fucking baby wearing their black and off design motherfucking challenge. The way they've carried the accent fabric to the, like from the shoe to the glove to everything. Their proportions—they're both so different. They complement each other. Like it's just oh. What was what is the design? Uh, the designer look that everyone's comparing this to like the fashion uh experts out there were like oh this is very like versace inspired or blah 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 and i'm like do you think the queens think about that when they're making yeah, these 100 they would really i think the most easy not the easiest like the most consistent drag references would be mugler versace well mugler definitely and yeah. mcqueen Oh yeah, but it is so. It was so well done. I think I can't decide mm. who I loved more. No, but that's why I loved it because it seemed like a collection. It seemed like two models were yeah. from the same collection. It doesn't seem like it was just made in like Dakota's a day and really a half. fit her like the way that mm. it, she looked so good and like sexy, mm-hmm. which we hadn't really seen of her yet. <laughs> no offense, Dakota, um, but baby's baby's little skirt, the way that just blocked, it just it, it moved so well, and she just looked. The hair was perfect. God, they own this. They absolutely own this. It's nyasas across the board. I'm assuming you're the same. Oh, 100%. 100%. These are the only looks that I'm like, this makes my heart sing. Yeah. This makes me love drag. Now, if your heart sang for this next look, um, one of these next looks, what would the song be? Copper Top and Cheddar Gorgeous doing gold, which is what you wanted. Mm. Um, Copper Top. Yeah, the gold fabric is not giving. This just gives me, like, charismatico outfits. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this gives me, like, any... Okay, let me paint a picture for you. Close your eyes. Any pride party in the entire world. Got it. Drag queen. Mm -hmm. Doing drag for at least eight years. Mm -hmm. Has the same six costumes. (laughs) Open your eyes. Is this not one of them? Yep. (laughs) This is, I, I was going to say a, a gay establishment in Melbourne uh, that reminds me of queens that would wear this look, but I'm not going to say the name. Uh, I want to be respectful. Um, uh, yeah, look, Copper, I don't know what you were thinking, girl, but did, it really did seem like she she was like, where's my black leotard? Okay, what do I do now? <laughs> it is just giving charismatic horror. It's giving classic drag outfit. There's no, like, nothing to, like, it, it's a, they're, they're Over the shoulder. Executed. It's over the shoulder. There's some movement. It is drag. I also hated the way she did her wig. Yeah. It's just, it just, it just, yeah, not giving. But Cheddar Gorgeous. Mm. <sighs> I mean, look at her. Look at her. You'll remember. I'm just, it's, it's beautiful. So beautiful. She's beautiful. <sighs> it really <sighs> was. It made me think, okay. They are absolutely splitting these groups up. <laughs> yeah, and it comes down to the styling. Like, it does. It always comes down to something. For instance, why would you wear a white boot for the gold look? <sighs> well, they wanted to be, what was it? Angel and devil or good and bad, whatever it was. Yeah, but like the... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So were we surprised that they did end up uh, breaking them up? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. Like, I think as well when it comes to judging team challenges like that... Unless it's a project where they genuinely collaborate, like um, season eight, the political 
challenge where it was like they filmed together. Oh, yes. Which I was like, yeah, I get the judging together because you actually. Yeah, you did the entire thing together. You did the entire thing together. Whereas like with this, like, yeah, sure, you're making the looks entirely together, but you don't get to judge nah. the other person's style. It's not like nah. you're doing a makeover to control that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you're, you're not. Like you are still responsible for what you end up looking like and you yeah. should be judged separately for it. Yeah. Because if you, you could make the most beautiful garment with someone else and they could style it like a dumb cunt. <laughs> You should not suffer for those dumb cunt decisions. No, th- if if I <laughs> if I saw Cheddar Gorgeous in the bottom mm. for looking like that, no, mm-hmm. it make absolutely no sense whatsoever. No, and conversely as well, it's like if you like if they do get judged together, and you're gonna know that you don't want like a queen that like knows be like, oh, that's the best so I like mm. we're gonna be fine together. See, this is why we're good at this. We think things through. Mm-hmm. So many people on Drag Race Internet do not. No, because I think emotionally, and I'm like, oh my god, exactly. yes, and like, and you can love and hate this person, but are you ever going to understand the full complexities of another human being watching them for like 20 ah. minutes on a TV show? No, no, and that's why no. I thought it was so stupid that so many people after this episode aired were like, they clearly set up Cop of the Top to go home this week because, and you know, it's suddenly decided to split them up. I'm like, in what world is Cheddar Gorgeous in the bottom for that? In what world? And then people Absolutely were like, no, 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 Copper would have been safe, and the bottom two would have been Jumbers and, and Black Pepper. I'm like. But Jombas wasn't bad and it definitely wasn't worse than Copper Tops. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's really not that difficult, people. It's really not. And also, like, fuck, like, I like having opinions. Like, I like Do when you? the show makes me care about it because I care about the queens. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But also, like, it's a, it's a fucking it's a reality TV show, everyone. Like, have your bitch to your friends, get over it, move God, on, this and is be like, full. oh, yes, exciting. The, the real housewives of it all. Like, <laughs> I, I I hate that show so much. I hate the whole experience of it, the fandom. I hate everything. But the fact that they do regular reunion shows, I am so there for. I've only ever watched reunions. Right? Because it's the only reason. I would love and again RuPaul if you're listening I will give you a piece of Māori land in New Zealand for fracking rights if you would do a Down Under reunion show oh let's do season one and two together oh I just want like that would be stunning I've thought about it absolutely delicious delicious okay I'll be real Mm -hmm. this is real by Jack Jones and Ella Henderson. <laughs> 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 but also, this is real. Uh, real from my head. Uh, so one of the only things I really do look forward to every week is finding out what the lip sync song is. Because mm-hmm. you know I love me some UK pop. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't help it. I'm a 90s kid. Uh, Spice Girls were everything to me. Sugar Babes, everything. And the fact we got one in episode two. Mm-hmm. Finally! Four seasons in, we finally get a Sugar Babe song. Five, if you include UK versus the world. Ugh. And they find, and they gave us About You now. I was so annoyed. What would your dream, like, top three Sugar Babe song to be lip sync songs? What are they? Push the Button. Mm-hmm. Freak Like Me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some deep cuts that people don't know yes. that aren't hits. Give, that the, give the children some hope, though. Side Chick. Okay. By the title, <laughs> I already stand. <laughs> it is fierce. Um, it's from their album Cat Fights and Spotlights, which mm-hmm. was it had like two hits on it, but in the UK mm-hmm. um, wasn't big internationally. But um, unfortunately, it was the the sound of that album was fantastic. It was more um, kind of near toward that like Mark mm-hmm. Ronson pop kind of stuff, mm-hmm. where it was a bit more horns and 
uh, old school in that yeah. way, but they pull it off so well because they've got such great voices. Um, it's so R&B though. It, it works. And that album should have done better, but then they moved directly into um, EDM stuff because mm. they signed with Jay-Z's label and that was what was hot at the moment. Uh, but Sugar Babes, Side Chick, definitely recommend people listen to that. I would love to see a queen do that. Uh, there's a lyric in it um, where she goes, <laughs> God, all of this trickery just to get in my knickers. <laughs> Which is such a British thing to I say. Love that so so fucking British. That's such a British. That's mm. and then I and then I sang it to myself the other day <laughs> uh, when I was in, when I was just walking around the house, and being like, "Oh, such a trickery trying to get in my knickers." And then I realized, "Oh my god, I hope I hope she's saying knickers. <laughs> I hope." I hope people know that this is a British oh, girl group, no. this, and and that's what they call underwear. Because oh, no. when you're singing it, oh, in my head I was imagining like Mary Poppins <laughs> saying this, like all oh, this trickery just to get in my knickers. <laughs> see, see, do it with a British accent. It's, <laughs> you, can, you can actually look. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Fast forward. Ah! No, there are so many Sugar Babe songs I would kill yeah. for. But um, Freak Like Me, I would die for. I can just imagine going into that final uh, chorus. It's all good for me. And just seeing them, oh, would die. I want some Leona Lewis. Girl, okay. I want to see, I, I fucking want Happy as a lip sync for UK. Wow, that would actually be, oh, that would be interesting. Oh. What about that, um... Uh, not Bleeding Love. What was the one she did uh, that was also really sad and depressing? Run? I like think a, so, yeah. Yeah, it was a cover of um, that band that did uh, Chasing Cars. Snow Patrol. Yeah. That, yeah, something like that where queens have to get dramatic. Mm-hmm. Where, we need more of that. I want mental breakdowns on stage. <laughs> like... That you ready, queens? <laughs> you better prepare for some mental no, breakdowns so if you perfect. want to entertain us. But like... Okay, there's just something very satisfying as a performer when you are emotionally connecting to a ballad and you allow yourself yes. permission to just translate every single experience that you've had or you've been hard done by or you listen to those lyrics and you just take yourself back to the moment you got broken up with or that you found out mm. some real shitty news and it's real cathartic and you are standing there. And it's also, if you're about to be eliminated, the best way for you to tell reporter to go fuck herself to the <laughs> art of drag and interpretive dance. <gasps> Okay, you've thought this through. It showcases a drag artist lip sync talent a lot. It does. More. It absolutely does. Because that is present. And like- I think um, a good example of that is actually I saw Max Drag Queen do uh, the 10 minute version of All Too Well. Yeah. And yeah, damn. And that's damn. a spawned bitch. And you can tell because she performs that song like yeah. only someone that is yeah. what can. And that is drag. Yeah. I love how we naturally came to this conversation after mentioning Copper Top lip syncing against oh my Black God, Pepper. I keep forgetting we went to talking about drags. Ah! <laughs> Girl, this is the fortnightly edition of Not Another Drag Race podcast. You think we're going to be doing this seamlessly? No. <laughs> Not at all. This is my one social interaction every fortnight that I actually enjoy. <laughs> now, it was pretty fucking clear Black Pepper was owning this fucking lip sync. <laughs> announced the bottom two 
Oh yeah, no one was like. I just I did a I cut a kia or as you say in English a prayer, and I was like, rest in peace, white woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get sent home. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, and the poor copper top would have had to sit in that confessional and be like, I'm going to bring it. I know. I'm going to send you home, psychological torture thing behind this is that they shoot all the interviews after the I know. So imagine having to sit there and be like, yeah, and I'm going to slay and I'm going (laughs) to do the bestest thing and she doesn't know what's coming. Mm -mm -mm. But if you look, if you you pause and zoom into the eyes. Oh, yeah, every time. You see the hope fading. Every time. (laughs) Every time. And uh, sorry to skip ahead, everyone, but episode four, it happened. The editing was of down under standard because, <laughs> because I noticed that too with Sminty. Mm. When Sminty, at some point in the episode, I can't remember, it was either during the runway or, yeah, it was. It was during mm-hmm. the runway when she was describing her runway. They left the, the camera on her for just a little too long mm-hmm. and you could tell the moment she stopped pretending. Oh. And she was defeated. And like pro tip for everyone watching that hasn't figured it out yet. If a queen's getting too much attention for an episode, she's either winning or going home. <laughs> That's true. Like. <laughs> That's very true. And if they've got their trauma out in the mirror, uh-huh. then definitely. Then they don't need to be there anymore. No, 100% they're gone. And yeah. if they've only had their trauma in the mirror and nothing else interesting in that episode, goodbye. Absolutely. That's why I was concerned uh, Black Pepper did get some of her trauma out mm. in the mirror when talking about her hair. Yeah. And her hair journey. And um, this, because this was something that I did note, because I was like, even though I was very, very, very stoned watching this, there were ramps. Jealous. And I was like, I need to write this down. See, um, I can't help myself. I watch uh, Drag Race as soon as it comes out on Fridays. I watch it before work. Do you know how badly I would love to get stoned before work? <laughs> like, oh my God. It would be the dream. <laughs> it would be the dream. But I also watch episode four first because I was like, I need this to be fresh. And then ah, I okay. watch everything. Um, I wrote bearded bitch group. Very good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote pig slut in capital letters. It's the biggest thing that I got from the improv challenge was right. pig slut. Yes. Okay. Pig slut. Yep. And I was like, just a great phrase there. Pig slut. Strong. That is a great phrase. Um, Dakota. Very good. Loved her conversation about her nana. That, yep. That Loved that. Had to get the and there's out. a bitch that is close to her nana as well. I was like, I am a sucker for her grandparent storyline. Gets me every time. Aww. Um, And then the finding yourself through the lens of drag conversation that Black Pepper and Cheddar had was incredible. That about was, hair, it was a fantastic conversation. It was incredible. And I was like, this is, this is what I want to see. That I was actually interested in. This is what I get interested in is um having drag artists unpack like through the lens of which they do drag or the different late like what they get out of drag and why they resonate with it what, like what they're trying to to do who they're trying to like what people they're trying to represent what they're yeah. trying to get out of this i was like that's what i want to hear and discuss and have like a and it doesn't feel to. anywhere near as forced even no. though we all know it is we all know they get told hey go over there and talk yeah, to about this about stuff, but like, that just seems like a genuine like natural conversation mm. to have and i'm i'm really grateful that that's being showcased also lafille talking about mm. um in in terms of um uh, her Asian culture being yes. like uh, told you had to be a certain archetype of a yeah. boy and a, a, a pretty boy who could mm. model and blah, blah, blah. And has to, you have to look exactly like this. And she's like, no, I want to have long hair. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, this was fantastic. And that's why I do love shows like Drag Race and why I don't ever want it to like fully end, even if I do want to pause, is that like <laughs> learning the nuance of different people's backgrounds and like, 
I think us as well as like a community, it's never going to go amiss mm-hmm. hearing more about people that have different intersex view and just being queer. Yes. And understanding that to be like, oh shit, like that is something else. That is something else. Like, yeah. Like the story. Look, episode four. Oh, by the way, Copper Top was, yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, hey, but episode <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's the thing, though. Improv challenges I always find interesting outside of Snatch Game because mm-hmm. Snatch Game you can, even though they don't, uh, prepare for. Yeah. Whereas the other ones you absolutely cannot. No. You're thrown into something and you're just told go. And but like, I love Ugh. the improv challenge because it just is more conducive to, like, actual, like, um, regardless at any point, a drag artist is going to have to be yes. on the mic and, like, volley with someone like that's yes. also a host or with, like, the audience, whatever. Like, you have to be funny on the spot. At See, they didn't do that on Down Under this year, did they? They did a stand-up challenge. They did a stand-up challenge. But they didn't do like It was like anything. a drag brunch hosting challenge. Yeah, that's a stand-up challenge. Which is a stand-up <laughs> challenge. It's just, yeah, it's just a stand-up challenge. And Yuri killed it. Come. Come. Now, the improv challenge, not surprisingly, was a direct copy from an American <laughs> challenge <laughs> that they've already done twice over there called, uh, what was it called? Ross, something with Ross. Oh, Matthews. yeah, the Ross show where they go on and they have yeah. their problems and then have to deal with it. Yeah, Ms. Cracker had the iconic deal with it. Oh, yes. Um, what else did we get from that? They did it this year with season 14. I remember that. Didn't they do it on All Stars as well? Oh, did they? I recall, I recall Monet doing this. That was season 10, yeah. Oh, no, it was season 10. Except I can't remember what she did. Cut to me just half an hour ago saying season 10 was iconic. Can't remember. <laughs> can't remember <laughs> a damn Improv thing. Drag <laughs> race challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I remember them doing it this year and um, some queens did like noticeably bad. And that, of course, has to happen every year. Yeah, it does. But it truly does. Were we really surprised? That the the best ones were like your Danny Beards and like even no. Pixie Polite. You I, gotta admit that group, hundred percent. That's why I wrote Bearded Bitch Group very good. Yeah, it was the first. It's the first thing on the list. <laughs> bearded Danny Beard, Bitch Group, hundred percent. I was like that bearded cantaloupe is fucking <laughs> slaying right now. Oh my god, she is hilarious and like the Mystic Mog character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Oh, I was like Mystic Mog dash the Vivian and her cat's Broadway debut. Okay, that is a niche reference. But am I wrong? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brits, if you're listening, let us know. She gives wrong. me real estate agent vibes, but also one of the Geordie Shaw girls. I love a bitch that cries. And then also I said, let's have a moment of how she says girl, because it's like the Vivian, like, girl. Yeah. Like, I... <clears throat> No, that's the kind were, of British person that I stand. That that's exactly it, and that's what you need to pull out in a challenge like this. Because this is this is if you're doing a very specific mm-hmm. uh, drag race franchise in a country with any type of culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can argue that white people don't have culture. I think I think that's a fair that's a fair argument. <laughs> I mean, no, white people but, have culture. It's just it's like. Geordie Shaw and like, yeah. <laughs> like rigid class structure um, and it's repression and like overcooked. UK culture, meat. I think, uh, personally, I think uh, comedy. Mm. UK comedy is very iconic. Oh, UK comedy is stunning and it's a lot more yeah. laid and intelligent than American comedy. Like I always like the British comedy sh- TV shows and mm. like Big Fat Quids of the Year, I watch every fucking Christmas because British comedy top tier. Now, look, improv, whatever. I, I just want to say 
Uh, shout out to Dakota Schiffer mm. for doing that oh, deep ass voice. Shocked me. I was like, oh, fucking I work, bitch. I lost my shit. I was just like, oh my God. Good for you for having a personality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, uh, Sminty just. It was. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to watch. Um, Dakota acts like loved the voice. Black Pepper, I am just a slut for a like Caribbean <laughs> accent that I was yes. like. Yes. Yes. Give me this, all of this. I'll ask you this at the end. Never mind. Um, <laughs> stay tuned, everyone. A very interesting question coming up. And but I remember the Bearded Bitches group, but I don't remember the other one. Uh, the other one was, um, well, Baby, Dakota Schiffer, and LaPhil, but LaPhil was that doctor character that just went That's nowhere. That's why. Okay, because I forgot LaPhil was in that group. Yeah. I, was, I really thought she would be in the bottom. Mm, I'm surprised she wasn't. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it comes to a certain point where you're like, what is setting them apart? Like, mm. it's sometimes I think Rue just I puts things. I sometimes want them to paper his rock for who the bottom three <laughs> <is gonna> be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Why not? Like, when it's that close, just be like, you two, paper scissors, rock. Like, it could be either one of you. Let's go. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I mean, they do like fucking choose a lipstick of whoever you think should go home. That's pretty much the same thing. Literally, literally, just leave it up to some fuck. Leave it up to fate. Who gives a shit? Um, or fate, as in someone's personal um, vendetta <laughs> against queens who perform well in the competition. Hey, the runway category though for this episode mm-hmm. um, was "Love Your Hair, Hope You Win." The main event, as they called it, main as in M A N E for all of you keeping score at home. Now, Bionica, mm-hmm. hair-themed runway. Focus on the hair. How would you want to do that? How would you want to focus? Oh, 100% I would pay homage to Polynesian hair. And um, there's a headpiece in Samoan culture that is made up of actual hair that like a chief's daughter wears that is bleached in the sun. Really? And I was like, I would do a look inspired or honouring that Ooh. because that's significant. And like hair as well in Maori culture all Polynesian cultures carry such like a significance and a spirituality to it that it would be very something cultural and impactful for that. That'd be great. Which is why I think the lens of what like the black queens went down as well because like hair has yes. such significance to people of color very in many much. different forms that I was like, it is really beautiful. And I love it when they do abstract themes like this because it allows any of the drag queens to translate yeah. it through the lens of their drag. Like I love like a hair look or like all oh, the theme is red. Like show me how, you're, how you do mm. that. Do you know a runway theme I was thinking recently that would be, mm. they're never going to do it, but would be so cunt. Night of a Thousand Michelles. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yes. She's done enough looks. We can do another one. Um, girl, I really want them to do a uh, gender neutral uh, mm. runway where it is basically like your, what is your interpretation of not feminine, not masculine? What is mm. your interpretation of, of basically non-binary yeah. uh, fashion? Or I guess like the balance of look, both. Interesting. Yeah. It would be nice to see a gender fuck. Like to describe it. I mean it's almost sort of, almost like it feels Lennox. brutish to even describe it to be like, but I was like an androgynous like Yeah, yeah, androgyny. More an androgyny. androgyny runway would be dope as fuck. Yeah. I'm thinking just like Annie Lennox in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like David Bowie in the eighties. Like Or like Prince or like yeah. anyone in the eighties. <laughs> it's just eighties was <laughs> androgyny as fuck. <laughs> Really was though. I would love to see something like that, but I think Rue's too hung up on you gotta look. Like the hair yes, also, bitch. and I say this, hair theme. Diana Ross has this really iconic photo shoot of her naked with a room full of hair and she's got yes. um, like flowers. And me being Polynesian, I would just want to come out like and do that. 
Good luck getting that. Like, how do you get carried down? No, fuck the suitcase. How do you get carried down the runway? True. I would just have to like inch. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, sew it into your into your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Danny Beard was the first one with the and Mm -hmm. the main thing. And um, okay, invisible dog on a leash. Yes. Um, Look, it's it's all about the mane. It's all about the hair. For me, it's. A little too. This is like Thorgy meets Got Mick because of the white painted face. Yeah, and the hair. The hair just gives me. There's a really good wig designer, Truffle Pig Wigs, that I believe is UK based, and they do a lot of nice. like big teased styles. It just reminds me of what they do. But it's not like the hair isn't the main event. No, it's not. I mean, the sleeves are basically the same as the hair, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what the sleeves should be the same color. Oh yeah, they, you're actually right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> look, 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 look. Technically, a yes. Emotionally, a pass. I agree. I was going to give it an, a pass, but you know what? We'll I was be like, nice. but yeah, I was like, let's be nice. The categories are like, it's just ticked every box. Talking about ticking every box, literally just hair. We got Cheddar Gorgeous oh, as the Cheshire Cat. The Cheshire Cat. Mm. First of all, I love the little um, the outfit. By the way. <laughs> the, the, Skin tight little, well, fur tight, <laughs> fur tight dress. Um, it's like skimpy Cheshire cat coughing mm-hmm. up a fur ball, by the way. Sold it. Absolutely sold it. I mean, it's it's just the colors that are in this. It's so beautifully done mm-hmm. to such a very specific, impressive degree. It makes me feel like she went to like whoever makes the furry costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To be like, I need this done yeah. very well. And it is executed perfectly. I was like, that is the Cheshire Cat up and drag. Every, yeah. And I got to say. And it's good. It's like, do a reference, do it well. No yeah. one else did it. It's stunning. And it gets nyas from me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It gets Are we shocked though? I feel like Cheddar's going to be that queen where I'm just like, I'm anything out. Everything's nyas. <laughs> uh, pixie polite though. What, what was this again? What's the runway? Hair? Hair, main event. I Can't mean, tell. Can't fucking tell. No. And she thought so, so fiercely that she was going to win this episode. I just don't get the outfit. Neither. It's like it's like a fucking J-Lo performance leotard, but you don't have the body of J-Lo. <laughs> well, it's not even just about the body that I'm like, are you like – it's just the draping of the fabric does not make sense to me. It doesn't make enough. any sense. I'm so confused why that she's it just, not. It's because it's like the bodysuit is there. And, and the, there was a clam on her And vag. the orange fabric is there. The vag was hiding more hair. But they don't go together. The vag was hiding more hair. No, there was oh more hair God. on the vag under the clam or something. I don't... Yeah, I just... I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. But I don't understand when... If, you, if this was your brief, I don't understand why wearing this entire thing over your body made no, but also, any lick of difference. I'm like, if it's just about the hair, take off the fucking random orange fabric. Right. Make it just about the hair. I'm very confused. Be naked confused. and just the hair. I'm very confused. But if you're going to do that and do like bodies and just the hair, your hair has to hit the ground. <laughs> well. I don't make the rules. T.S. Madison does. <laughs> Speaking of, (laughs) T.S. Madison hosted um, the DragCon panels, Bring like what was it called, Bring Back My Girls or something. Mm -hmm. And yes, I attended a few of them. I cannot wait for you to see some. Oh my God, yes. 
I'm still pissed off. They moved at the Down Under panel mm. a full day earlier and I didn't know. And I went to go see Maxie and they were like, oh, she's at the panel. I'm like, it's tomorrow. They're like, no, they moved it up. I'm like, Why? So furious. So I can't wait to see that. Uh, um, <laughs> Dakota, sh- oh, by the way, it's a pass. Absolute pass, yeah, pass for, pass, for pass. Pixie for life. the pass was <laughs> implied. Oh. Um, Dakota Schiffer. Now this. This was stunning. This, this the hair moment. The mm. hair moment I was really into. It was um, basically... What what is it? This is so Grace Adler designs for me. Mm. <laughs> this screams Grace Adler designs. I thought, okay, well, tell me about the hair. Like that is the main part of it. What do you think? Um, the hair, I believe, I'm assuming, was done by this French wig stylist who is known for these kinds of hairstyles. Stunning, like using Absolutely a literal tassel. <laughs> like no, but like like cuts actual wigs to look like tassels. Oh, okay. And then Wig Chapel as well from the states does this. Where they, they will get a bunch of like different hair, um, like different wig colors, cut them, make them look like pom poms, and it's very structured, like right. stunning hair. Yeah, loved that the story behind this was about her, like paying homage to her nana and doing a look for that. That's then, like, why. Yes, high fashion, very British, very <sighs> UK drag. Like, you know what? The it will always pull through when you pull it for your grandparents. I, I don't disagree with you there. I like the the story behind it and the mm. homage. It's just that. Um, can you actually make that kind of fabric and that pattern high fashion? <laughs> but <laughs> but I think because it is so like it's Nana Couture drag that I was like, it is Nana so Couture. Like, love that. Is that okay? There's a new That's runway thing. Nanny Couture. Yes. Like it does, it, sh- it shouldn't work, but it does. Like that works, but it it shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Nana Couture mm-hmm. as the first runway. And then the second runway. The Nanny Couture, Fran Fine Realness. Oh, my God. I've mentioned this before. I've put together a little collage on and just sent it around me, like, look at all these looks. We need to do a Fran Fine runway. No, you're not wrong. Uh, what, why? She is a fashion icon. Icon. What What the fuck? And it doesn't even need to be an exact... Do we need another exhibit of realness or do we just need a Fran Fine category? We need Fran Fine. It doesn't have to be an exact replica look of anything she wore in the nanny. It just needs to be something of that vibe, that nineties, and that is full like New York. Such a common reference, like all of the yes early nineties spring summer runways, constantly being referenced by drag queens. Like just give it the give it to them. Where's our friend fine runway? Get friend. And Drescher. there are so many puns you can make. Oh my god, there are so many puns you can there make. There are so many puns you can make. Isn't but, that the premise of the show? Let's wet <laughs> Fran Drescher is the president of SAG. RuPaul better suck up to her, get her as a guest judge, and do, give us a fucking Fran Fine runway. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's ridiculous it hasn't happened yet. 5,000 seasons of Drag Race. We haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Baby, um, look, I loved the idea, did not love the execution. It's just, mm. it does nothing for a body. Yeah, and that's the thing, like the hair, stunning. Stunning. Um, she did it. She did like a better version of this on Instagram with Black Pepper. If you mm. guys didn't see, she and Black Pepper posed with their looks, and um, her new updated version <laughs> was a lot better. But, but it is. It's like the concept and the um, energy behind this means more to me than the execution. But the yeah. execution wasn't there in the dress. The bodice didn't complement no. any. It did. It, it just. It was there. It was just. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Just it just there. wasn't. Was hanging off her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, baby. It's a pass. It is a pass. LaFille, though, I was so excited for. 
first of all, I love this wig, this purple thing. Like it's very, I yes, I live. No, see that I first thing you know about this. Love this, love this, love the purple wig. I love how the purple wig works with the dress. Love how the dress. The dress works. that is just drains, literally <laughs> drains. Like, so good, but the wig reveal. I'm like, there's no need. Oh, you didn't love for the live for the. Wig reveal. No, I didn't. So I a like, natural there's, long there's hair. There's no need for the Well, she wig wants reveal. to celebrate her natural long hair and being a femboy. But I also think because I assume she'd be in the bottom, I'm like, baby, save that for the <laughs> lip sync. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> who, who are we to say that that's incorrect? <laughs> hey, you're just giving them good advice. I'm just, I'm just trying to look out for the girls. Uh. <laughs> well, no, Phil, abs- it's an absolute nasty. The idea of doing gross. drains all over you and it looking actually decent. Literally, like doing something grotesque and making it a fashion and drag is my fucking, that's why I love drag. You I've, take something stupid and you make it into a look and everyone's like, yes, of course. You should come up with drains way, in yeah. here. Why not? <laughs> oh God. Um, Black Pepper though. My mm. God. I mean, I. Oh. She knew if she was gonna have if she was gonna have to do a reference like this, which is Afri- historic African, like the amount of iconic looks in that realm that have happened on Drag Race. Yeah, she still managed to find a way to make it original. Oh no, a hundred percent. And I so think that's good. why when it's like um, a queen of culture translating that through drag is that mm-hmm. no matter. If it's been done before, the reference and the lens will always be really, really unique. And I'm so glad that the guest judge was a black woman. Yes, Alison Hammond, you fucking icon. Because it's, I think, often as well, like, um, queens will do looks that are really representative of their cultures or do performances really representative of that, but there's no one on that panel that's able to receive it. Mm -hmm. And that's what's sad. Yeah. Like, as much as I think that she is kind of a... uh, What's the delicate way to say this piece of shit? Um, when Gia Gunn did ha. the um, her Kabuki talent show, I was like, she should have won. She should have won. She should have won. She should have won. Multiple things can be true. Gia Gunn's Multiple. a piece of shit. She but she won. also should have won. Should have won that talent. <laughs> should have won that talent show. Um, no, Black Pepper. Seriously, what a redemption from last week. It's an absolute. Oh, hundred percent. Um, mm. and Sminty Drop giving us moth. Oh, yes. But like I I hate I'm petrified of moths. I'm not gonna lie, they're too big. I fucking I love a good moth. Oh, uh, I I don't. Mm. One of my best friends from Auckland, um, she's covered in moth tattoos, and I fuck <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, this yes. It's just it's so well executed. It's so well executed. That wig girl. That's the wig. What, it's a hair runway. Make that the focal point, but also make your fucking outfit that incredible, as well. Mm-hmm. You're not picking one or no, the other. No, and the, the the outfit enhances the hair, makes the hair the focal point. Exactly. Which exactly. is like exactly this is like the strength of the look queens. It's because they do know how to curate it so that they can get a brief and be like, I've got to emphasize this, and then create something so flawless. Yeah. Around that, it really is flawless. Mm. It really is. I would say this There's is probably going to. There's nothing you could add or detract from that to make it better. No, it it is it's perfection. This is going to go down as one of the most like. Uh, memorable looks of the season. I, think. I agree. I I also find that anytime a bitch does like a bug inspired situation, it does usually end well for themselves. Because it's just imp- it's impactful. It's a good. Sentiment. What wasn't Yuri in the bottom for hers? 
<laughs> she didn't lip sync, but she was she was safe. She was safe. She was safe. She was, safe. She was redeemed by that look. Uh, Jomba's blonde um, straight out the gate was a no. She walked oh, out in a trench no. coat uh, that was uh, full fur, obviously fake. She couldn't afford real fur. Um, <laughs> the hair, I understand she's going for like a reference, like an old bitch with grey. Oh, the like I see the reference. I just don't. It's not good. I don't see the point. It's just not good. It just like, and I get like fur hair, da 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 da, whatever. But then it's revealing just, to, it wasn't a reveal, it was just taking off coat. Um, <laughs> pearls and a fur bikini and fur. I'm sorry, but no. I think I wrote something really cunty for this. Oh, well then, please, please regale us. This is the space. <laughs> John Best, the makeup didn't match the hair nor the outfit. <laughs> 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 um oh god it just wasn't good yeah it was bad no exactly i just oh. i don't this isn't asmr i'm just <laughs> it's just it wasn't good it wasn't good at all it i wasn't just good. and like the good. hair wasn't big enough to be it to be about the hair it was it was just it's just not good it's just bad it's so bad Parsity plus 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 we're passing uh, and, and going straight home, um, <laughs> uh, which um, shockingly Jombas did not do this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because we really did think LaFill was going to be in the bottom. I genuinely did. Yeah, and I was like, that upsets me because I want to see. I want to mm. see more of her. I can't. I really genuinely want to mm. see so much more of her. But then my heart. Just, <sighs> when it was baby. And Sminty Drop. I Look, Baby didn't do well either. I understand that. Baby didn't do well. I don't think Baby did bad enough to be in the bottom too. But then again, not Danny was right. Making a song up on the spot. And she has a degree in music. <sighs> like, come on, girl. I mean, yes, but also, like, fuck. So many people have degrees in things. Do they actively use them? <laughs> but wasn't actually a literal degree in songwriting though? Not just music, like songwriting. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to defend it. It's getting harder and harder the more you reveal details. <laughs> it's just like, like, yes, but also like... I think she froze. It's fine. Yeah, like putting anyone on the spot to do something, especially when you know you're meant to be good at it. Like, Because uh, there's songwriting and there's being funny on the spot. Like, it's not the same thing. No, and it's, I'm sure it's not if the same like thing. Someone put a gun to her head and was like, write me a song. She'd be like, here is a great like little ditty for you. Be funny right now. <laughs> oh, okay, is that how you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Are all of you listeners just cackling right now because <laughs> Bionica just did ha ha ha, and it accomplished everything. Uh, but Yuri no, sharing that fucking duck video has been my downfall. What? Oh my god! Yes, my downfall. Did you guys see Bionica no. make an appearance on Yuri's <laughs> Instagram recently? No. I loved, I loved it. I loved it. Two seasons, not one person's reshared that. It's been brought up a couple of times. I'm like, just don't do it. It's all good. I don't need the Drag Race fans. Stumbling into that, I was like, it's inevitable. Season two, Spanky's on it. House of Drag season two. Not only do you get to see Spanky Jackson, but you also get to see Bionica. And Mm. I think everyone, if you have the ability to watch House of Drag, you should should just go do it. Disagree. (laughs) 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 Well... I got to be honest, bottom two being mm. Baby and Sminty Drop, as soon as this was confirmed, sadness. I said to myself, wow, I can't believe Rue's sending home another twink. <laughs> but she did. 
Because there was no way baby was going home. No, absolutely not. At all. Uh, look, I, I, and I kind of hated the lip sync song. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. Respectable by Mel and Kim. I didn't know the lip sync song, but I love the way Baby interpreted it. And there's yes. something about stripping to a song about res- like being respectable that no, no, no. It just gives me very like Grace Jones energy. Yeah, and I was like, the bitch is on one, and like you can't like she was just. Do you think someone might be beat, hitting the vibe? Oh, oh, fucking Baby did Grace Jones. That's right for Smash mm-hmm. Game. Mm. Yeah, she did, and she did good. She did. Because, like, Grace Jones is, like, why hasn't anyone done Tim Gunn? Oh, I don't know. Are you sure that will work out uh, well or will it work out like Beverly Kills doing Val Garwin? No, I think <laughs> if it was, like, a funny American comedy queen doing Tim Gunn, it would ah. be great. <laughs> okay, so be funny. Yeah, that, just be funny. Wow. No. Has anyone thought um, of that yet? <laughs> for such game? It's so original. Um, no, look, uh, unfortunately, Sminty didn't do bad. It's just that Baby really, I think really if Sminty was up against... Anyone else? Anyone else but Baby <laughs> or Pepper, then she could Maybe. have had a fighting chance. I'm interested to see Cheddar lip sync. Wouldn't that be I, interesting? Yes, I would like to see a. Uh, not that I want them to be in the bottom together at all, but I'd like to see a Dakota versus Cheddar situation. Oh. Just to see what would happen. Towards the end, it might happen. Mm. It might happen. Well, I'll get to, I'll get to that question in a sec. But yes, 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 yes. Unfortunately, Sminty Drop was told to sashay away. Most iconic Drag Race exit of all time? No. Great to watch. <laughs> Absolutely, absolute highlight. Thank you, Sminty Drop, for giving us Cry Twerk. Oh, yes. Stunning. Isn't there a song, Cry? Is there a song called Cry Dancing? I think there is. Well, there's your song, Miss Sminty Drop. If you want to break into music, <laughs> Cry Twerking. The Cry Twerking I lived for. Absolutely lived for. I was like, I like a bitch that has a strong exit. Mm. Like, that's your last time to make a moment. I mean, you may as well make it funny. I, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. The, the whole inspirational message thing. The fast eat ass. Ah! Sad twerking. What else? Miss Vanjie, how could we forget? Let's how we could forget we forget? The true Anzac. Miss Vanjie. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. It's the, the true sleep, Anzac. It's the sleep deprivation getting to me. <laughs> the Anzac, also the opposite of what the Anzacs did. They didn't like walk backward. They didn't go backward. <laughs> No, there was, there was they, were, they were going forward, girl. No, I just meant more in the, in the metaphorical sense that she was in the trenches at a point <laughs> in her life. Um, I'm going to get cancelled by some RSA. Oh, my God. You are, as Lisa Rinna would say, get sick with cancer and die. <laughs> I'm so sorry I made a Real Housewives reference. That is not who I am. That is not who I am. I'm never going to pass the citizenship test. <laughs> Which is going to lead me to my final question based on four episodes so far. I'm going to be lenient. Mm-hmm. Give me your top four. Black Pepper. Shocker. Baby. Shocker. LaFille. Mm. Cheddar. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. 
Is it? Because I can't remember a lot of the other ones' names. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think they're just the four that excite me the most, that I want to see more of, that I was like, they just seem like they would be a really good top four. That would be a great top four. I think I'm I'm indifferent. Uh, mm. I, I completely agree with you, except um, I'm going back except and forth. everything else is different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going mm. back and forth between LaFill and Dakota Schiffer. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, every season there seems to be a queen that you think is going to just, t- it's their time, and they just stick around. I think Danny Beard's going to be that queen that just sticks around. Yeah, like, it wouldn't offend me if Danny was in top four. That sounds so cunty. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, what the fuck is this person doing here? But I'd just be like, oh, yeah, okay. You don't belong here. <laughs> no, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, Sure. But also, sorry, I have to ask. Does it really matter when the winner gets nothing? <laughs> it's Remember, this is Drag Race UK, everyone. As long as you make t- the finale and you get the most episodes of exposure, yeah, that's like, the prize. Look, Bimini and Taste and Ahura all had very oh, lucrative, yeah. lucrative careers out of yeah. season two. Yeah. Lawrence Cheney got a book deal immediately. <laughs> Yeah, like straight away. Like and so did Bimini. Suspiciously too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting the book deals to the book being published. You know who I'm else like, did? Mm. Keita Mean. I know. <laughs> Keita Mean, within a year of her winning Drag Race, had a book out. How'd she have, have time to write that? Oh, well, lockdowns. Do you think any of these drag queens really wrote their own book? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe Trixie and Katya wrote their sat down and wrote all of their books. In my head, I feel like the drag like the the book process for a drag queen is just sitting there with your phone, with the voice memos being like, "And this day, I did this." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love actually um, Trixie and Katya's first book. I have uh, I got it as soon mm. as it came out. I haven't actually read it yet. But I've read parts of it and it's most of it literally is there's a lot of photos uh-huh. and there's a lot of literally just conversations typed out. Oh, see that I live for. Willem's book. I yes. know. Like suck less. Su- I can tell it was written by her. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, that is. And Courtney Axe. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, but she would have the time to write a book. She she would devote she, her Courtney Axe is the type of queen. I believe she wrote a book. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. I really do want to get it. I'm just not much of. I. I don't think to myself when I want to chill to read a book. I'm very much. Well, like, I think it's more like when I want to chill and I want to read a book. I don't want to read a book by a drag queen. I want to read like fantasy. Oh yeah, escape. that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like I'm pulled back to be like, oh, this thing fucking reminds me of like four years ago when this happened. Well, that's why I, I don't watch besides Drag Race, which is a competition. Mm. Um, I don't watch reality TV because um, I can't escape in something that I think is so trying to be real, but is clearly yeah, not. Yeah, when you see through the cracks, it's, like, difficult. Yeah. That's why falling back in love with Drag Race has been such, a, like, a blessing. Mm. And I'm yeah. going to hold on to Drag Race España for this because I'm just like, yes. So you're going to watch season two soon? Yes, that's my plan for this weekend. Good. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I need I need you to tell everyone, Bionica, uh, is there anything coming up that you think people should look out for? Any uh, upcoming performances, appearances, anything you want to plug? Oh. I mean, besides the obvious land back. Land? Oh. <laughs> yes, land back. Um, <laughs> I was for a second there. I'm like, what gig is that? Yeah, no, for just, that, the, just the obvious land UBQ? back. Um, 
you know, acknowledge and like pay homage to the Indigenous people's land that you live on in a meaningful way. There's nothing really that I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> That's totally Before fine. Time. You I'm definitely going don't need to. Like it. a rediscovery journey of who Bionica is at the moment. I love that though. Interesting. I love that. Yes. And I'm excited for the next opportunity to see mm. how Bionica is doing, and she can give us give us a little candy for the children. It would be fun. It would be fun. I, I foresee a lot more rehearsing and stretching in my future. <laughs> you do need to do a lot more of that. I uh, So much more stretching now that I, I can Take I can feel my lower back now at all times. And I don't <laughs> think that's like a normal thing. Take it from Tequila Mockingbird. She said at Drag Roulette this weekend that mm. she found out last week she actually broke a bone in her knee, in her leg. <laughs> Did not know. Did not know. Oh, and that no, bitch has like torn no. her body up like – Falling downstairs and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's my like, problem is that I used to throw my, like when I perform regularly in Auckland, I'd throw myself around all the time, but I'd be so drunk that I wouldn't feel it. <laughs> and now I can and I'm like, oh. That was an episode of American's Ad where they were like, the whole premise was, when you get totally drunk, you go limp yeah. and you can't hurt yourself. I'm like, that's- 100%. That's how I failed into the splits one day and I was like, oh, I've unlocked that again. How good. <laughs> unlocked it like yeah, a video game. Literally, it's just like level up. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new thing? Haha. <laughs> No, that's just my, I don't know. That's, that's your, my very specific laugh. That's your um, entrance line when you walk into the workroom. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, everyone, if you've stuck around this long, congratulations to you. I think you should reward yourself by subscribing to the podcast. Yes, subscribe. Because subscribe. we are doing UK season four. At the moment, it is fortnightly. That could change. Um, but we are also going to be doing Canada versus the world. How can we not? It's so many awesome queens competing on Drag Race again and we get to experience that kind of setting without RuPaul and Brooklyn Heights instead. And that's going to be pretty interesting. Except Brad Goreski. I don't need you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I forget where he's from. And then I'm like, it's, the, it's that Rachel Zoe. Rachel Zoe. the Rachel Zoe. <laughs> oh, God. It's the we Rachel Zoe show. It is the Rachel Zoe show. I just, I love how Drag Race keeps on finding, like, the Z-list gay celebrities from, like, 2000s reality TV shows and being like, yes, But you. Do you know what it is, though? If he was just on the judging panel, that's fine. But he doesn't need to be a host. No. And, and Tracy Melshaw, too. Just have no. Brooklyn host it. Like, let Brooklyn host it. She knows what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Don't walk into the workroom and be like, hey, queen, so to be to be a drag superstar, you need to do this. What yeah. the fuck do you know, Brad Goreski? <laughs> we're talking shit on a podcast you're hosting the fucking show difference but that's happening so you got to subscribe to the podcast because that's going to be super fun mm-hmm. uh with uk versus the world i had the iconic melbourne drag superstar herself tequila mockingbird co-host with me every week i'm going to be doing a similar thing this year where i have a regular co-host on the podcast mm. for canada versus the world and it's going to be so much fun so you got to tune in you got to keep up with us to have all the fun have all the fun. You know what? If we're going to be oversaturated, let's just have fun together. Let's just enjoy this moment before we have one week off. <laughs> <laughs> and then season 15 begins. I fear what I'm going to do if there ever is a month off all Drag Race. Like... Apparently, Jesus' birth is the only time that's appropriate. <laughs> Didn't know Rue was that religious. But <laughs> all right, here we are. And... Uh, I don't want to give you any more homework besides subscribe. And if you do feel like giving us a rate and review, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, I will read it out loud on the pod. And you can give us a five-star review on Spotify. And 
More importantly, look after yourselves. Get plenty of sleep. Mm -hmm. Drink plenty of water. Mm -hmm. Keep loving drag. Mm -hmm. Support local drag artists. Mm -hmm. Go spend money at queer venues Mm -hmm. that you want to support. (laughs) (laughs) And more importantly, I need to say, just I don't know if anyone listening agrees, Thank you so much for being here, Bionica. <laughs> <laughs> this is more for us than for anyone else. I know, I right? Fuck so them all. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're such a joy. This is always so much fun to it's do. It's so much fun. I'm so so thankful for your drag expertise and your oh. inside tea, and just you being just a sick, cool chick. It's just fun. I think it's just being like the right level of deranged. <laughs> that it's entertaining, but not too worrying. <laughs> no, no. You know what? By, by the way, at this point, what was that Alyssa quote? Shit. It's, no, it's too late. <laughs> I can't remember the quote. I need to go to bed. What was it? Um, at What is it? Uh, at, uh, you said what you said, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> and that's how we're going to leave that, everyone. <laughs> that was the wrong one. That was the wrong one. Uh, What a great way to end this. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.